Welcome to another episode of Juggalos for Liberty. I am your host, Alexander T. Roll, bringing you the news of the week with a dash of my own commentary because unlike most fake news out there, I keep it real. And I will tell you from the start that I am biased and whether you choose to agree or not is up to you. So I hope you guys and gals out there had a great Valentine's Day with your loved ones. I always find those who bash Valentine's Day funny. It's a corporate holiday made by the candy industry to sell their products, man. Yeah, okay, homie. I noticed that there are many in the Juggalo community who are just thirsty-ass horn dogs. Y'all dudes out there, man, you guys are funny. Sending dick pics to any bitch with her titties hanging out. And I'm not preaching, though. You know, you guys do you. You do you. But ladies, it's hard to take you seriously if you're showing your butthole to a group of thirsty-ass ninjas. So I'm just putting that out there. Speaking of asses, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the new face, Alex from the Bronx, made a huge ass of herself recently, which I'll get into later. So actually, let me do that back. Let's, let's get into our news of the week. Last Monday, President Trump held a rally in El Paso, Texas, and not far, Beto O'Rourke held one of his own. So if you Google the Trump rally in El Paso, the articles that come up are about fact checks on crowd sizes, because if the media knows what people are most concerned about, it's crowd sizes. Or the other result that will come up is about a BBC cameraman being pushed. Bad stuff right? Politico ran a story with the headline, El Paso Fire Department Denies Trump's Crowd Claims at Rally. (sighs) So during the rally, Trump said, now with the arena holds 8,000 people and thank you, fire department. They got in about 10,000. Thank you, fire department. Appreciate it. The fire department denies this. The fire department spokesman Enrique Aguilar told the El Paso Times on Monday that Trump did not receive permission to exceed the limit and that there were 6,500 people inside the building during the president's rally. The Coliseum holds about 6,500 people. So, the reason people are such size queens about the attendance is because they don't want you to believe that Trump can draw a crowd. I'm not one to say Trump doesn't exaggerate at times, but the Politico article goes on to say, Aguilar added, it might be 10,000 with the people outside, but said that the fire department didn't track the number of people outside of the Coliseum. But in any event, it's really, really dumb of these so-called fact-checkers even wasting their time on these types of headlines. That just goes to show you that they have a narrative to push and are completely partisan. You don't get fact-checks about whether or not Kamala Harris really listened to Tupac and Snoop while smoking weed in college during the 80s. Just a hint, she didn't. You won't get fact-checks about lies told by Democrats because Trump said that Trump Tower has the best hamburgers and we need the media to fight these lies and prove to them that Moo Moo Burger Barn is actually the best burgers. Really stupid. And look, I never promote violence at all, unless it's in self-defense, of course, but this cameraman being shoved is kind of a non-issue. He wasn't injured. He was pushed really hard. Now, the BBC cameraman was shoved by a man wearing a MAGA hat shouting, Fuck the media. And of course, media outlets pounced on this. CNN ran a headline entitled, With attack on BBC cameraman, Trump's anti-media speech has been weaponized. 
Except CNN in this article falsely reports people were chanting, let him go, when multiple news sites reported people were shouting, get him out, in a sea of booze. Trump even stopped mid-sentence and asked if the, if the cameraman was okay. Now, the media have a vested interest in playing victim. Most members of the mainstream news see themselves as do-gooders in the face of an evil, evil administration. When the reality is the mainstream news has perpetuated the hate against them by becoming the new wing of the Democrat Party. People distrust the mainstream news almost more than Congress. That's not because of Trump's rhetoric. That's because people know that the people in the mainstream news let their biases affect their reporting. See, I have no problem with a news site if it admits and doesn't hide the fact that they lean either left or right. But places like CNN tout themselves as nonpartisan. Anybody who actually believes that has their head up their ass. Jesse Smollett's claim that he was attacked completely imploded on itself over the weekend. The two Nigerian actors who were questioned about being in the same area as Jesse when the attack occurred apparently told investigators that the Empire Star paid them to attack him. They provided investigators with receipts for rope and bleach, but of course Smollett continued to proclaim that he was a victim. I honestly believe that if you falsify a crime, you should be punished. Also, if you falsify a hate crime, you should be punished as if you were the perpetrator of that hate crime. But what the bigger picture to me is that Smollett knew the media would embrace his story with open arms. He knew that they would run with his claim and that the outraged mob of the left would attack anyone who didn't believe that the story was true. And that's exactly what happened. Playing on the division that exists in our country to gain sympathy is disgusting. I think the manager who claimed to hear people shouting uh, should be investigated also. Stunts like this is why I wait to hear evidence. Stunts like this are why people always question actual hate crimes. And if the left were sincere about their concern for victims, then this publicity stunt should enrage them. Ilhan Omar, the Somali-born Muslim garbage representative of Minnesota, got into some hot water for anti-Semitic comments she made. Now, it's always funny to me hearing Democrats call Republicans Nazis, while at the same time they are cozying up to actual anti-Semites like Linda Sarsour and Louis Farrakhan. You see, Democrats like to invoke the massacre of Jews when it's used against Republicans, but at the same time, they don't consider Jews as part of their intersectional minority coalition. Omar got into some hot water on Sunday when she declared it must be the Jew money and all of their shekels as the reason the United States supports Israel. This anti-Semitic trope is used to push the notion that it's the Jews that control the world. But this isn't new to Ilhan Omar. She's been the subject of many anti-Semitic accusations for some time now, but Democrats don't care about anti-Semitism. Because like I said earlier, the Holocaust is an exchangeable tool to use to bash Republicans when they need it. The accusations against Omar include parroting anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that were used by Nazi Germany, saying she doesn't understand how her anti-Semitic views are offensive to Jews, supporting anti-Semitic BDS campaigns, suggested that Israel should not be allowed to exist as a Jewish state, compared Israel to Iran, which is the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, and she has known ties to notorious anti-Semites like Linda Sarsour. So, on top of all that, she may have committed immigration fraud when she married her brother, may have committed several campaign finance violations, and she has close ties to CARE, which itself is tied to Hamas. 
Well done, Democrats. Well done. You know, Jewish Democrats, I have no idea why you support this party. Jews who identify as Democrat might as well just punch themselves in the face, you, if, since you don't support your own interests anyway. Another freshman Democrat who has made a major flub is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Thursday, she introduced her Green New Deal. So, now, before I get into the specifics of the deal, I need to remind you that nearly every Democrat presidential candidate has publicly endorsed the Green New Deal. Even Nancy Pelosi, she knew that it was a ridiculous and utterly stupid idea, and she said, I support the enthusiasm, but stopped short of saying she agrees with it. That's like your child saying, I'm going to grow up and become a billionaire and eat ice cream and pizza all day. Yeah, you know it's not going to happen, but you want to support their ambition at least. Some of the more ridiculous parts of the Green New Deal include, 1. Calls for the United States to have zero emissions in 10 years. 10 years! Yeah, I'm sure people will just give up their cars and the Navy will just have to invest in giant oars to move their ships. 2. Calls for every building in America to be retrofitted to the New Deal specifications. Let me reiterate that. Every building in America retrofitted in 10 years yeah three charging stations everywhere like just put a charging station for your phone anywhere you can think of the laundromat the bar you go visit that outhouse where you go take a shit all have charging stations now number four replacing all airplanes with trains yeah we're, we don't need to fly we could just take trains everywhere <laughs> number five also getting rid of farting cows. Like, I can't make this stuff up. Then, of course, all the socialist policies that this deal is meant to cover for, like universal health care, retirement security, government-funded jobs, etc., etc., etc. But don't dare ask how we will pay for all these unicorn poops. This is a direct quote. At the end of the day, this is an investment in our economy and should grow our wealth as a nation, so the question isn't how we will pay for it, but what will we do with all our new shared prosperity? That's right, guys. Don't ask how we plan on getting into the club. The question is, what are we going to do with all these free drinks? <sighs> Give me a fucking break. Look, the goal for many socialists and communists is to hide behind environmentalism to destroy the system that's in place and replace it with a socialist and communist system. It's not actually about the environment. It's about destruction through overregulation and then rebuilding. But the fact of the matter is that socialist and communist-controlled countries have a horrible track record when it comes to the environment. In 1984, a UN report named East Germany Europe's most polluted country. In the same year, the German Economic Institute in West Berlin reported that East Germany's sulfur dioxide emissions have reached at least 46 tons annually per square kilometer well beyond any acceptable level. Acid rain, polluted water sources, and sewage leakages were just a few of the environmental issues that ravaged the country during its time under communist leadership. China's Great Leap Forward campaign offers the most chilling example of communism's irresponsible and deadly relationship with nature. In 1958, Mao Zedong's regime turned an entire nation toward one goal capturing and killing the four pests rats flies mosquitoes and sparrows one of the slogans for the great leap forward was humans must conquer nature and that leads me to my question of the week my question of the week was juggalos how concerned are you about climate change
Out of 28 Juggalos, 19 are not concerned about climate change. Six were very concerned and felt that we needed to overhaul the system. Three were just eh, kind of concerned. Mickey Portugais says, All you motherfuckers who hit option one, which was not concerned, need to commit suicide or get fixed. Dismantle the corporations. Eat the rich. Jay and Shaggy are bitches for not starting a revolution when they could. Now it's too late. Older lows have either matured or self-destructed, and the new crop are a bunch of trendy bitches. People like Bezos and Gates and the Waltons made their fortunes off of exploitation, and our culture celebrates them. Money is not tied to happiness. It is fucking disgusting how hard we have to struggle just to survive. I am lucky. Most people of my age and formal education level aren't able to find work that pays as well as what I do. Most people aren't granted the freedom my work provides. We have a responsibility to make the world a better place and we don't do that by perpetuating a broken system. So first, you have to explain to me what exploitation is taking place. Dismantling corporations will lead to less jobs and even greater poverty. Corporations should not be a dirty word. Unfortunately, most people, like you, have been convinced that wealthy people are inherently evil simply because of their wealth. That's jealousy, homie. You were mad that Jay and Shags didn't use Juggalos to indoctrinate in ideology and start a revolution? That's funny to me. Because Juggalos by nature are free thinkers, and you would prefer they get used like lemmings? Look, our system, the one you say is broken, is responsible for lifting the standard of what we call, what we consider poor, and we lifted it globally. When our economy tanks, so does the world's economy. What we need, in my opinion, is to make it easier for people to find work and encourage young people to not be afraid of learning trade skills. The super edgy notion of fighting the system, man, is what many older jugglos eventually grow out of. I myself used to think the same way. And then I realized that it's not the, the system that's broken, it's that there are people who don't want, don't want me to be a part of that system. They want me to be dependent on government handouts. And fuck that. Ashley Lynn Vasquez says, Well, it has been an issue that the majority have known and have, nothing has been done because the planet is too worried about money rather than cons conservation of our own planet. I recycle, but don't get me wrong, there isn't really much we all can do besides recycle, not litter, stop using chemicals, and avoid overpopulation. So many parts of the world like China and India and places like that have a pretty low concern for the environment. However, there are countries that are still developing. Do we take away their ability to become prosperous? If we closed a coal factory in, let's say, Venezuela, people would die. So, it sounds selfish to me to tell a starving, poor country that they cannot become industrialized because we're concerned with the planet. Most first, uh, first world countries are environment friendly because the rest of the world is trying to keep their people warm and fed. BJ Bangert says... The climate changes in cycles. The earth heats up and then has ice ages. Back in the 1800s, we had a decade-long mini ice age. Farmers were hit very hard. Did we cause that? No. We have no idea how much we influence climate change. Funny how it used to be called global warming until the earth got cooler. There is a lot of money involved. Obama gave billions to green energy companies. One guy closed his company after a month later after receiving $1 billion. He pocketed $600 million of it. Over 90% of the companies who received money are gone. And this is absolutely 100% correct. 
That company I think you're referring to was Solyndra. It was headquartered out here in, in my area, the Bay Area, and that building was constructed and torn down in like a few years. They have been crying about climate change since the 60s and 70s. I think that we were all supposed to be underwater by 2014. We're all dead. I think we just haven't noticed yet, homie. <laughs> Great response. Cody Kish says, there is no climate change, you sheep. So I don't doubt that the climate is changing, but what role do we play in that? It's almost like we are coming out of an ice age or something, you know what I'm saying? I think politicians are using the fear-mongering of naturally occurring change to further their own agenda. So like I said earlier, that that's the reason why they're pushing for a lot of these changes. Uh, thanks for the response, homie. Well, that's the show for today. Thank you for listening to this late edition of Juggalos for Liberty. Much love, you crazy mofos. Werp, werp. <laughs>